ketchup, mustard, Thousand Island dressing, vinaigrette. This is the Science Fiction Rating System. <laughs> the podcast that aims to rank every science fiction film from one to infinity. Uh, I'm Sam Draper and I am joined, as ever, by Chris Redding. And Alex Humphrey. Hi there. I'm 32. How are 33. you? 33. Happy birthday! Welcome to thirty-three. I've got my name. Yeah, happy drunk. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think after thirty, you try and just forget them. Yeah. Really, it's the delirium of your birthday has brought on this madness yeah, of yeah. not knowing your age. Yes. Well done. Yeah. Did you get a bath pillow? No, no. I got. Uh, what did I get? I got a global knife. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, what, what's global about it? It's. Um, yeah, um, you can't take it on any flights. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's kind of dangerous, anti, basically. Anti-global, yeah, yeah. then. <laughs> uh, no, that's the make. Oh. <laughs> They're just like chef's knives. Um, and then, what else did I get? Yeah, a few of the bits and pieces. Yeah, it was a good haul. So, a little teaser for later on. As it's Chris's birthday, you'll know from last show, uh, we each get to put a film up for rewatching at the end. Uh, for our birthday, even so, at the end of the episode, Chris will choose a film to go in the rewatch vault, yeah. but not yet, because no. first of all, we have to look at three works of Steven Spielberg because Close Encounters of the Third Kind is back in cinemas uh, a bit and on Blu-ray, 4K Blu-ray. Um, mm. So yeah, we're looking at Spielberg. Did everyone enjoy this week? Yeah, yeah, it was a good week, really good. Very long films, but actually, I yeah, I loved all of them. I have to say, or you know, well, that's that's good. That's mm. good. Let's uh, let's get right into it, shall we? With the um, with the main event, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, directed obviously by Steven Spielberg, also written by Steven Spielberg uh, from nineteen seventy seven. So, as we mentioned last week, we'd all seen this film. Um, how recently had either of you two seen Close Encounters? A couple of years ago. A long. Yeah, no, a, well, a long time ago for me, really. Yeah, same for me. Yeah, I heard someone tell me that it was like the best. They commented on how good the opening is, like all yeah. of the best mm-hmm. opening. So I kind of watched it a couple, of, yeah, not so long ago because of of that. Um, and what do you think of the opening? It is a great opening. I just love that. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? That mm. Classic uh, Spielberg naturalism. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Trademark. Yeah. So overall, uh, Chris, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I like it. I don't think it's his best film. Um, I um, I like how it cooks along. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss is great. Would you say it's his best one? Of, oh, no, Jaws. I prefer Jaws. Yeah, yeah, Jaws is yeah. better than Jaws. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's still really good in this, though. I mean, mm. the role is... You kind of think it's written for it's him. It's kind of a little you? bit annoying when he's building all them big mountain things. <laughs> yeah, but he, but that's but that's Richard Drapes, isn't he? He's annoying in Jaws. That's his character. Yeah, yeah. He's he is a bit annoying, isn't he? You know. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I yeah, I really enjoyed it. I was, I was, I was in hook line sinker. Um, fantastic, Alex. What was your overall? I view? really, I, no, I really, really liked it. I thought um, it's funny because my I, I like it's a very cryptic opening, and it kind of but it does build well. You kind of pay off. Um, as you get in the middle, when you've got the kind of global of what's going on with like Jacques, uh, with um, uh, Truffaut, and you've got like the, and then you've got the kind of local of just like the the mum and the little boy, and, and yeah. yeah, and and Neary and all that. My issue with it was, and I think this will come up throughout three films here. As as a parent, I found it almost unbelievable the ending that he would get on the ship. And I yes. didn't really like the way he just abandoned his family because you could see there was a problem with his family. But I just thought he was a bit of a dick mm. from kind of halfway through. I got that he was yeah. obsessed and I got that he was like caught up in it. And it's funny because I had that problem. And then when I was reading about it in a 2005 interview, Spielberg stated he made two uh, Close Encounters when he did not have children. And if he were making it today, he would never have Neary leave his family and go on the mothership. So it's kind of I do realise it's my issue because I've got kids and maybe you guys saw it differently. But I no, no, I I I agreed. Yeah, yeah. Like it was um, an interesting twist on the normal Spielberg broken home thing that the home was kind of being broken by aliens coming. Yeah, and I think he should have like hard um, sold it harder that he wasn't happy at home and that it wasn't necessarily all his fault. Mm. Yeah, 
because um, that didn't really come. I mean, I, I guess the idea was they're better off without him, maybe, and that's why he's yeah. going. Well, yeah, that's she, the impression I got, but yeah, she makes that she makes that line, doesn't she? Um, Terry Terry Gars, his wife, says that line about, "Oh, we used to come out to places like this and make out." Yeah, yeah. So you there is, a, and I did think his ha- his home life was very realistic. I mean, how all the kids are just shouting and like it's just a jumbled mess, and he's, but it just the fact that he kisses that other woman as well, and then gets on the ship. It's just. I don't know. Uh, uh, that bit it fell down a little bit yeah, for yeah. me. Yeah, no, I completely yeah, agree. But yeah. that aside, I think oddly compared to the other two films, uh, you know how old it is. It actually felt more epic and even bigger than those two did. Weirdly, like I thought that it looked amazing. I mean, you know, maybe it's because it is the new edition, but it looked amazing. There's iconic like iconic scenes in it, though, isn't there? Like, yeah, really, the pickup truck and um, that's yeah. like really clever how they did that. Um, yeah. I think as well, I think what it did is it, it created the pure emotional feeling that that event would have on someone, which yeah. is this kind of mixture of fear and excitement and wonder. And he created, so although the story might not have been there, it created that feeling in you. And then, and in that sense, then it is, uh, it delivers because it is the nearest you're going to feel to. Yeah. To, ex- yeah. to experiencing that yeah, and that definitely. that was bang on mm. you know the yeah. other two films didn't nail that although their stories perhaps were better yeah. so yeah so that was my kind of take yeah well I uh, enjoyed it more than I have before as I mentioned briefly last week I watched it a lot as a kid because my dad loves it and I always found it really boring and very slow but this time round I, it was when it got to the end with the aliens that I kind of lost interest. Everything before that I thought was really good. It built, mm. built really well, as you said. I thought the the like the conspiracy stuff's really good, and oh, yeah. the cut in between um, Truffaut and uh, Dreyfus it, it's done really well because it mm. doesn't happen that often. And when it does, you're not yeah. really given much of the conspiracy mm. storyline. It's kept like at a distance, isn't it? You know, which yeah. is good because it's ground you with Dreyfus. I just thought when it got to the when they finally get into the staging area and the ships land, it just that was on way too long. And mm. I, I guess that that's a bit of because that was like special effects none have seen before. They're showing off the effects. It's also the there, climax of the whole film, so they want to. Um, I don't think it goes on too long, though. No, There's I find that really interesting. Though that's like the main, that's the crux of it, isn't it? Because this is that whole sort of how this would be done. That's that's the. Uh, interesting bit right how like te- technically yeah, and how yeah. the government would do that and that's what arrival yeah, well, how they do it's it off in is it arrival yeah 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 um, that, no, that is really interesting and the big um music thing they've got going on mm. yeah it's mm. all it's a very sort of and the way like it's not going wet right as well it's a very sort of mm. realistic you can imagine it being like that couldn't you a bit sort yeah. of slapdash yeah it's, I, I know um, what you mean about this because there's like three aliens aren't there there's the big huge tall one they're never the little ones. Then there seems yeah. to be a third one, and it's it's kind of a bit because you each one. I'm not expecting that they're going to come out and say, you know, we come in peace or whatever. But each one, you kind of almost because I I didn't remember it. I thought, oh, is there going to be more here, mm. or you're most like looking for more? So I know what you mean, Sam. I'm kind well, of does it, does it, yeah. Do anyone remember the original? Has anyone seen the original cut of this where they do go inside the special yeah. mothership? No, no I, I watched that version. Mm. I yeah, no, I watched that version this time. Oh, did you? Yeah. Right. It's worse for that, isn't it? Yeah, so I watched it, it afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, because Spielberg doesn't like that. He was. Yeah. He, it's the middle one where he was given the opportunity to bring it back out, and he, he put that in. But he doesn't. He now believes he shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Um, it's it's good, but again, it that makes it even longer. And again, there's no answers, so you're just a bit like, oh look, that's cool. It looks cool. It looks really cool, but yeah, it doesn't add anything. He's right to have cut it back out. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I, I don't thought, think you need you don't need answers either, do you? No. I think it's better no. for lack of answers, isn't it? No, I thought the religious bit, the, the weird bit when they're all in that church getting blessed, yeah. I thought that was odd because surely the arrival of aliens literally is challenging all religions, like off the bat. No, no, I think you'd need no? that sort of thing. It's like on Contact as well. There's they show a lot of the, you know, the okay. I th- no, I think I think it would all come out of the woodwork. I think people would go mental. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of that in like in a microcosm, isn't mm. it? Like a very small yeah. example yeah. of what's going to be a bigger problem once the news gets out, mm. isn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah, true. Definitely. 
the, the, I read the effect. Well, it's of kind of like it would support everyone's. You know, like people, the disbelievers would think would be like, "I told you so." The believers would be, "I told you so." Like everyone would go, like, be supported in some way. I think. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you saying about the effects, Alex? Also, the effects were three point three million, and Douglas Turnbull made a joke that they could have made an entire other film, basically, with the effects budget. Mm. It's a hell of a miniature, though, isn't it? At the end, that mm. when the ship does fly over, it still looks impressive, doesn't yeah. it? The main, oh, yeah. the mothership. Well, it just keeps on going and mm. going and going. It's like that. It's yeah. like um, Star Wars type thing, isn't it? Just you know, you just see, keep seeing more and more of it. It's great, and it, you don't yeah. get an idea of scale. And it's kind of like uh, uh, batteries not included, like the. You, yeah, I thought well, that. he does that. He does that lovely. Um, there's a good like. What sort of joke, isn't there? Because the first one comes down and it's really small, isn't it? He hovers over that bloke. Mm. And, and I thought, oh, God, the effects are really not working here because it looks tiny. Mm. And then you realise it's not the main one. <laughs> the main one comes over and you're like, oh, no, wait, that's just a... <laughs> yeah. yeah. But all that, all that cloud stuff is really good as well. All those weird kind of formations in the clouds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff. That was really good. And even just that scene. I mean, yeah, the direction, like, like Chris said, there's some amazing set pieces a scene when they abduct the little boy that's just like I've, that I thought that's really really it's quite frightening it's quite horribly done yeah. just when they're trying to get in the house but again they don't really it's good how they don't it's not that the aliens kind of are good but they were misinterpreted you don't maybe you know all those people coming out of that ship at the end you don't know what happened to them like it doesn't tell yeah. you yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah the ambiguity is probably it's it's strength hence why Definitely, the ending yeah. yeah shouldn't it shouldn't they shouldn't show more yeah, like the um, the ship showing up in the desert mm. has been missing. You know why it's there. You know why it's come back because the aliens dropped it off. But you don't know why. You know why they yeah. dropped it off mm. or why they're particular anything like that. Do it's quite yeah mysterious. Mm. Um, I think it's also quite telling how much of this much of this film is like it basically became a genre in itself, didn't it? Because you got films like Independence Day, even War of the Worlds. That are mm. repeating a lot of the tricks, aren't they? Like conspiracy theories and um, mm. clouds. You know, those sort of like those billowing clouds in the sky. Everyone reaction shots of things flying at them and stuff like that. Things that are invented for this film. You know, mm. um, that people still are just churning back out over and over again now, aren't they? Really? Yeah. It's not just, yeah, just big spectacle things, like you say. There's big ship in in the middle of nowhere, and you yeah, get, you know, it's just because I think. Sorry. Yeah, they, they, well, you get them big like. You know, obviously they've gone. Oh, we can get a ship and we'll put it in, and we'll put it here, and you get a big spectacle, and you get an, like a memorable scene. But really, it's kind of yeah. like there's no pattern or explanation to it. But totally, yeah. Because mm. I, I was thinking about like that impact of it and about Star Wars and how you can tra- trace back all the Star Wars dogfights and stuff to war movies, can't you? Mm. But I, but I couldn't think of uh, a sort of a parallel with Close Encounters for a film like. The idea of that massive spectacle and looking at mm. ships and stuff like that, is that done before anywhere or is that completely new to this? You know, does, does Spielberg create that sort of epic, yeah. you know what I mean, like thing I, with yeah, this film? Because no. it's based on another, he made another film called yeah. Firelight. So it's based, isn't it? A lot yeah. of it is like shot for shot is based on that. And then a lot of it is as well as his, his, his research into real ufologists mm. and stuff like that. Uh, to the point where I read as well, he, it's reported that NASA sent him a 20-page letter telling yep. him to not make the film or not to release the film, which he was really happy about. <laughs> but, yeah, you're probably... Yeah, that kind of spectacle, that's probably... Yeah, he probably did invent that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, a, as an event movie, in a way, isn't it? I mean, no, yeah. like, you've got disaster movies before, but this isn't a disaster movie at all, is it? This is an event. It's not... Mm. A... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. But also, I think, I think it right. might have been... I think it might have been the first movie where they weren't like invaders in an old-fashioned sense yeah mm. yeah just visiting. yeah the like he the message that you know if they're super intelligent it's probably like below them to yeah um to you know colonize or you know so. yeah but i guess that's where it's clever because other films would have had more of that kind of, of Trufo and the government and being like, right, what are their, you know, like, like Mars Attack sends mm. up, like what's their intentions, what are they coming, you know, we need to be ready with this, and because they, all of that stuff is just kind of this cryptic, them working out how to communicate with them and stuff, mm. and you've just got the emotion of, 
of the normal people yeah. that kind of mm. yeah that you don't have that kind of yeah like how these more modern films have gone down the other road of over explaining and kind of yeah yeah building up a kind of are they good are they bad whereas that yeah they're just yeah like it's good that it's positive you're right it's uh you, i don't think you could get away with an ending as sort of um what's the word unconfrontational is that today could you because no. even like things like arrival they don't build to like a, a you know, a fight scene as such, but the definitely the editing picks up pace and there's a lot of peril and things like that. But mm. this just sort of becomes, it's like a fireworks show, isn't it? As opposed mm. to, uh, you know, a catastrophe. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Really. It feels very unique in that sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Even, even now, like I can't think of many other films that do that kind of, actually I guess Mission to Mars is one that, that yeah. kind of did it, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 I guess. In a, yeah. In a way. <laughs> yeah. Oddly. <laughs> Yeah, because it's, it's cool in that last scene. There are people who run away when stuff happens, but then are people who kind of move forwards. Mm. So you don't get, like you say, you don't get an overall sense of, all oh, right, everyone's scared now. You know, it's just, yeah. yeah, it's just a spectacle, isn't it? It's um, You do feel like you're there at that last moment, kind yeah. of what, like observing it as they are. And that's, yeah, and that's kind of, that's a huge achievement, I would say, in, as far as yeah. filmmaking. Mm. And again, the realism you know, he manages to get in, you know, like that, the bit at the end, the just the all the, you know, all the sound effects of, you know, the radios yeah. and mm. people chattering and like, you know, discussion of what's going on and how they should move forward. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. I think somewhere in the mid 90s, he kind of lost that touch, didn't he? What do you think? Like his later films haven't got that kind of... Um, you know, people always cross talking and things yeah, like that. And it feels all natural and things like that. Mm. It, it kind of he kind of drops that around, like Saving Private Ryan a bit after mm. that. Like you know, like things like Catch If You Can stuff yeah. like that. They're not as good films, but they also haven't got that kind of yeah. I'm trying to say like word realism to it. it. It's it's like it's the, it's more of a sheen, isn't it? This is more rough in a weird way. This is quite rough and ready, like Jaws. Is. That's it's true. Quite yeah. a, considering yeah. how big a big it is and big scale, it's quite a rough and ready. Yeah. He's maybe still shooting it, like like we said ages ago about. Um, about Lucas and about you know these big directors now and how they were then. At that point, they were still getting their art, you know, and getting their yeah, their totally. signatures and stuff. And they're more yeah. just kind of working with what they've got rather than being like, oh well, yeah, I've got this whole. I mean, you know, what was it? Uh, isn't it one of what War of the Worlds or AI was all done like on a computer generated like storyboarding or something, wasn't it? Mm. One of yeah. the two of them. So I mean, yeah. that's a million miles away from from Close Encounters. Yeah. You know, definitely. Mm. Okay, I think all very positive yes. Mm. Yes, this one. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's out on October the ninth. Uh, October the ninth in four K. Yep, with a special edition, the theatrical version, and the director's cut. So is this like a re scan? Was it? What's the? Uh, let me look. I've got my notes here. Uh, I don't know if it's a re scan. Restoration. Mm. Uh, it'd be a re scan then as well. I think they did it in 4K for the. I think they did the that you know upscaling for the Blu-ray one. I think, right. I think that's right. I'm thinking because I think they showed it in 4K in the cinemas then. I, I think oh, okay. maybe. Yeah. So it's probably the home release. Oh, oh, hold on. It's presented all new 4K restoration, fully restored from the 35 mil original camera negatives, thereby utilizing in 4K the full restoration detail and color depth inherent in the film. Cool. Cool. There you go. So, as near as you can get to it being. The you know like you know yeah the clarity. I'd love to see it in the cinema. It's not shown around here, but I'd love to see it on a big screen. Nah, it's a very small release. We showed it in my cinema, but only one night. So yeah. if it's on at the yeah, Prince Peter Charles Peter. in London, might go. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'll have to wait for the 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 fiftieth anniversary, I suppose. Depressing. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's uh, let's rank this. Is this our first? No, it's our second Spielberg film, isn't it? We've got Lost World in there already. Um, mm. I think it's going higher than Lost World. Uh, who should go first? Alex, you can go first. I think um, maybe number ten. So above Guardians of the Galaxy, below Fifth Element. Number nine. Three. Above Fifth Element. <laughs> Put it up a knot. Yeah. Right. Uh, Chris, um, I would. Yeah, I'd I'd probably go for the same actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think weirdly I also completely agree with that. <laughs> wow. Because I think uh let me just think. 
Yeah, because Invasion of the Body Snatchers was definitely more my sort of thing. Mm. I but think this. I think if you if you look at how long ago Invasion of the Body Snatchers was, and we were yeah, still blown away by it, and not yeah. it's not it's not this film's fault, but it's just it, you know maybe in, like you say maybe the fiftieth anniversary we would re-rate this, but I think Invasion of the Body Snatchers was was better. I'd have to say it was a better overall package. Yeah, 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 no, I think, yeah. yeah. I think I can agree with that definitely. I think this is our first ever like completely unanimous play. play one, I think it is isn't one it? of the few, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Cool, so a good start. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, the top tens had a Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. Uh, okay, let's have a break and I'll go and um, slap myself in the face and we'll be back with War of the Worlds. second film by Steven Spielberg this time written by uh, Joss Friedman and David Cope or Coep mm. who often collaborates with Mr Spielberg um, obviously based on the H.G. Wells book and the film and the play and all that sort of stuff um, yeah from 2005 so who went last time Chris Alex you can start this time Alex what well, did you think of War of the Worlds? I had <clears> never <throat> seen War of the Worlds, and I was okay. a little bit like I kind of wasn't really wasn't really sure what to expect. But I actually thought it was really really good. I was actually really impressed with it. I think for me, I liked how Tom Cruise was playing against type. That he was kind of a bit of a bad dad. Like it was kind of you know, I liked his character of being a bit of an arsehole. Um He is an arsehole. And, He's not playing against type. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, he's um, not. <laughs> I hear he's quite nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, to me, I thought there were some amazing set pieces. And what, again, so as, I, as I prefaced in Close Encounters, being a dad, I thought, to me, the message, what really hit me was that the message of this film for me was that you would do anything to protect your kids. And not just protect them physically, but to protect their innocence. And I liked the fact that Steven Spielberg in this film wasn't afraid to show some pretty fucked up shit that I wasn't really expecting you to see. So mm. the scene, well, the scene of the dead bodies floating down the river, oh, yes, um, the the bit the the bit in the where the car is attacked, which I just thought was a amazing scene. I just thought that was so well shot. Um, and just when he goes and beats um, Tim Robbins to death mm. in the next room, um, and just stuff like that. I thought worked really well. I thought that the actual War of the Worlds part of the film, the spectacle was there, but the plot, that bit of it, I was my brain was almost a bit switched off because I was like, well, I know the story of this, so I don't really need to pay attention. Um, so that that worked for me because I thought, well, to me, Spielberg was going, look, you all know this bit of the story, so I'm going to give you all this other stuff that you you don't know. So that, to me, really worked. Mm. I think the spectacle was really missing from it. Like, I don't mm. think there was much spectacle. There wasn't I mean, as much big spectacle as he, as Close Encounters. I agree with that. And it, I, I got the impression that they kind of realised that if they were going to go with these tripod aliens, they were a bit stupid looking and a bit, like, not not really very good as bad guys. And so they kind of kept them at arm's length in a way. Mm. Or that might be just because they were focused on Tom Cruise. But then I think, well, when they do turn up, they're kind of a bit crap. I don't know. I, mm. I just didn't. I didn't really enjoy any of the alien bit of it at all. No. Um, well, no. it's weird because it just, obviously the whole thing is a Victorian. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. It's supposed to be set in a Victorian world. Mm. And that's why, the tripods were a threat, originally. You know they, but you know oh, yeah. in a post yeah. mm. you know, Independence Day sort of world you, you know we're not probably not uh excited by 
walking around. No, uh, they just sort of... they put a shield on it. That's how they get. Yeah, yeah, they put a shield <laughs> on it. <laughs> It yeah. doesn't matter they're stupid looking because they've got a shield. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, mean, I mean, I quite like that they didn't show too much of them, that they, it was more the impact on the people and the yes. the kind of mass panic. and mm. the, the, the It was the more of that that you saw rather than the fights between tripods and people. Yeah. I'd have been... Well, uh, Chris, what do you think of it, first of all? I, I've always quite it. liked this film. Uh, okay. Uh, only because I think it's quite... Um, a good telling of it. I mean, I think I would have preferred to see uh, like a, a period version of it, but it's um, I that I do like the spectacle. I think it is there, and I think there's enough of it. But I also, as, as Alex said, there's some really cool and like um, creepy moments, like mm. when they're underground, yeah. and I think it's done quite well. Now there are some just there are things in there which don't really make sense, like. You know, when the plane crashes on their house. Oh, yeah. God, I love... Yeah, that effect is amazing, though. Um, and, you know, when they come out in the morning and the fuck... You know, the the engine's still spinning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, there's some interesting bits. There's, there's some interesting things in there. I, I quite like it. Yeah. It's good. It didn't... The only bit, actually, the plot-wise... It's hugely stupid, though, isn't it, how they're in, underground... Yeah. Yeah, I don't buy that at all. No, I didn't why, get Someone would have noticed one of them, wouldn't they? Yeah. At some point, someone would have noticed a massive alien on the ground. Yeah, no, I didn't get that. And I didn't get why the boy, the son, he God, the just says, I mind. have to go off. I didn't get why he had to go yeah, off. And then how he survived and ended up back in that, that made no sense to me at all. And that, that yeah. actually bugged me quite a lot. And yeah. I just thought, I'd rather he'd have just died, to be honest. And then yeah. you could have just focused on Dakota Fanning. You know, so that yeah, would have been enough. So that that's my problem with the fact there isn't much spectacle is the fact that I that the the whole family storyline for me is just unbearable. Like uh, Tom Cruise's character, you know, them I get, get he's gotta be a bad dad, that's the whole idea of it, and again separation in families. Mm. But he's like comically bad. Like some of the the way he's like with his stupid fridge with nothing in it and <laughs> Yeah. He hates Hoobers. He hates Hoobers. Yeah, he hates it. Oh yeah, we've got to play baseball now and yeah. oh yeah, yeah man up docks. and blah blah. Yeah, he works. Man. Everyone knows everyone's friends with him, and it's just it's just <laughs> nonsense. And his son, as you say, his motivations make very little sense. Mm, yeah, Dakota yeah. Fanning just screams a lot, which is so annoying. Oh, no, like, I like that. The, that's the worst thing. <laughs> yeah. um, I just cannot stand any of them. And the bit when it really jumps the shark for me is when he beats Tim Robbins to death, <laughs> because really, I don't care what's happening with the world. I find it hard to sympathise the character who beats someone to death. You know, not even self-defense because he wasn't doing. No, anything, I don't was know it? because it's it's like he he was protecting his daughter. Yeah, he has to kill him. He has he to kill him. He? But he does because Tim Robbins was going to get them killed because he was he nearly gets them killed anyway. Yeah. Why couldn't he just and shut Tim Robbins in that room? Yeah, but he wouldn't shut. He didn't up. have to beat him to death, did he? Mm. No. He could just like tied him to the ropes and all that, or just knocked him out, or any number of things that wouldn't involve going into a room, that stuff making the your gun. daughter... The gun's good. You know, where there's, there's someone next to the car, or... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's great. That's, no, I think that scene is just really... I think that whole bit, the statement of that scene, that, yeah, they mm. the car gets stolen, then they have a gun, yeah. but then someone else has, yeah, a, yeah. like, a bigger gun, basically, and then they just get killed yeah. horribly. I mean, the... You know, as a comment on America, that's pretty. Yeah, that's good. Good. <laughs> yeah. pretty much nails it. I, I love the imagery of the uh, church being sliced in half mm, yeah. by the. Uh, There's loads of imagery yeah. in tripod it. as well. Like yeah. it starts yeah. off and he's in one of them big tower cranes, and it's the same sound design as the tripods. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, hmm. There's there's tons of stuff, and the uh, the ferry the ferry attack things pretty good. You know, where they're yes. underwater. Yeah, no, I thought that was good. Uh, there was a bit like that in the book, yeah, but, wasn't there? Was there a bit like that in the book? I don't know. I, 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 there must be, because why else would you go on a ferry? Like, that seems like a stupid thing to do. Mm. I wouldn't go on a ferry in that situation. <laughs> you know, what? Well, they've maybe got they just think the tripods... to get away from them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And maybe they think the tripods can't go across the water. I don't know. I suppose. Mm. Steven Spielberg did, described War of the Worlds as a polar opposite to Close Encounters. And he said, for the first time in my life, I'm making an alien picture where there is no love and no attempt at communication. Yeah. That's what he said. And I, I think he just can't pull it off. 
You don't know. I, d- I just don't. I just don't buy it. And I mean, and the ending as well. I know that the ending is the ending, and it's mm. got to be the way it is with the whole like you know, oh, they can't cope with micros, whatever. But it's such an anticlimax that he just puts a grenade in one's bum, mm. and then everything's just died by itself. But that's the bomb. yeah. It just, it, yeah. It is, but it's still, I just don't think it works. Like like you said, the fact they've updated it, they should change things like that, or they should have done a period piece where, you know, or does it more dramatically maybe? Like at in least the way Independence Day did a computer through. virus instead of a bacteria. Well, no, at least Independence Day ended with it blowing up, you know, a, a visit to space, it blows up their escape. Mm. Whereas mm. this was, he gets out of there, they walk very slowly into a town and notice that the things that the well, It just doesn't dying. fly now, does it? Like, in terms of, like, what we know scientifically, it just doesn't fly that there'd be a race of aliens which would, like, overlook this. <laughs> mm, yeah, no. Yeah. That they would have that technology. Yeah. But would, yeah. No, I know, but I think you're damned, he would have been damned if he changed it. I think people who, people would just be, well, I don't know, there must have been a more in- intelligent way of still kind of doing what the book did, but... Mm. I thought a good ending would be if um, it was because of um, like climate change. That's why they they died. Mm. And so mm. then, like the message would be like, "Oh, hang on, it's good that we've done climate change because the aliens died." <laughs> and then someone would be like, "Yes, but our calculations say we've got two years to live." <laughs> <laughs> like so, like they're fucked both ways. Well, that would be a much better ending. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I, about I, all the military yeah. types? I. I I kind of think that's all a bit rubbish when they all are fighting them. It's all not very On the hill. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, I agree. But that's the complete bit in the book, isn't it? Them fighting them on the hill. I remember that yeah. from, from something. But in the book, the, like, the film. there was like a horse-drawn cannon could take one down. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. old-fashioned mm. artillery could... That's the thing. Is, as soon as you introduce the shields into it, mm. it kind of makes it all a bit silly, doesn't it? Yeah. Because Cause they've got mm, shields, you... right? Yeah, but they yeah. haven't worked out that you need to be hermetically sealed within your spaceship. Even though the spaceship yeah. is a spaceship and has travelled through space, it's not hermetically sealed. <laughs> so it doesn't make mm. any sense. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's, it's appendages aren't shielded. Like when he chops at the axe with the eye thing. Mm. Yeah. It just—I don't know. It doesn't. It just doesn't really fit together for me. Mm. I, th- I feel like you two enjoyed it more than I did. I, I just I couldn't really. I find it interesting more than anything. I think I don't. I mean, there are some good scenes. I think there's some good tension. It got my got me going at times. Yeah, yeah. You've, I think you've definitely. Yeah, there's definitely got some Spielberg goodness there. Like the thing yeah. with the river, like you said, is great. The shot. There's a really good shot um, when they're driving in the truck and he pans all the way around the. I truck. don't like that. No, mm. oh, I, like, I do like, like that. That's like a dated you... effect. I think. They. Well, no, because it's not. But it doesn't. You can't see the effect in it, can you? Yeah, but it's kind of like why you're doing it and it's like oh we're just no, doing like it at this that. point like I like all so. that stuff in Panic Room that did that as well I love that yeah. era of like where they realised they could just they're, you know they could fly around free of like a camera basically yeah. yeah fly around everywhere yeah mm. no, I love it <laughs> um, uh, yeah what else yeah there's just some good stuff there's some good shots the, the shot of all the red you know blood weed everywhere oh, yeah. looks beautiful yeah you know that you know that shot where you know when Tom Cruise comes out of his house and everyone's taking pictures and staring and stuff mm. You know, yeah. and it's the, the 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 big um, storm is behind him. Do you know how they got that? Was they basically went up to some real people and said, "If you stand here and get your camera out, Tom Cruise is going to come out that house in a minute." And they basically <laughs> all the people are just filming Tom Cruise coming out of his house. Oh wow! Yeah, so it worked. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing I read was that the bit with the bodies they had to tell the police because one of the dummies got actually yeah, they yeah. they got they couldn't find it. So mm. one of the dummies obviously did oh, carry on down river, so they had to basically say, "Look, <laughs> if you find a body in the river, it isn't. Yeah, so, don't don't worry about that." <laughs> oh well, yeah. Well, good trivia. Hmm. Okay, let's rate. Oh, first of all, I was going to say, um, what was going to say? Oh yeah, that I think that this is Spielberg making the reason that Independence Day is made by a hack like <laughs> uh, Roland Emmerich. <laughs> Is because that sort of film is suited to that sort of director where, you know, the skill comes from the, not the plot, but like the the look of it and everything, the spectacle of it. And I think Spielberg is cramming his actual like good directorial chops into the film, into the, the, the plan of a film that should have gone to someone like Roland Emmerich who could just point the camera, roll it and could do effects. <laughs> you know what I mean? Burn. I think yeah. he's wasted on this. I think he's really wasted on it. Well, he was a huge... 
Spielberg was a huge fan of the original. He owns one of the original um, oh, yeah, I get scripts, Orson awesome Welles script. Yeah. And it was him and, I think it was him and Tom Cruise really love working together and that was one of the ideas that came up. I think, yeah. I think you've, everything you've said I agree with. You've picked apart all the right bits to pick apart, but I still, like Chris, I think there's still some Same good stuff it. in there and there was some good set pieces and I kind of... If I was Spielberg... Know, when it came to doing Warhorse, fuck that stupid story. Like, <laughs> a Warhorse versus War of the Worlds. Well, you know, do War of the Worlds as it should be. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It would be good. I wish someone would do that. It would be good. Okay, let's rate it. Uh, Chris, where do you want to put this? Um, I will put it... Um... Um... Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Above dread, below Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Wow, Alex. Because it's better than Mars Attacks gonna... for me. I think it's a better. What? Yeah, it's better. I was going to say around fifteen. Above Terminator Two. <laughs> oh no, then no. Sorry, I don't have a list in front of me. So below Terminator Two, then that yeah, sixteen then. So uh, that would be seventeen below Terminator Two and above Silent Running. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. I don't know. You're going to say a way lower number, so what are you going to say? Well, yeah, I, I, I'm going to say uh, 27, um, above episode one and below Andromeda Strain. Mm. Because it's it's just one notch above that group of like middling films for, for me that are kind of like, I'll take it or leave it, you know, Inner Space and Edge of Tomorrow, stuff like that. It's just slightly above that because of the Spielbergness of some of the mm. imagery in it and shot stuff like that. But mm. there's no way. It's, what did you say, Chris? Number ten? No, um, twelve. Twelve. Sorry. No, nah. I don't think it's up there. I think you're right, Sam. I'm sorry because you picked it apart enough. Because it's not probably even the best adaptation of War of the Worlds, is it? Well, the the, the, the um, uh, musicals are best, isn't it? I haven't seen Clearly. the musical. You must know the musical. You know the music. I know it, but I haven't seen yeah, the music. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I know the music, um, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've got the soundtrack, and that's okay. that's more than I'd rather listen to that than watch that film again. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Lower. I think, I think you're the right, key Sam. here is that I don't really fancy arguing for it, so I'll probably put it too high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, right. I'll tell you what's a thing for you, Chris. Lost World's at number 20. Yeah. Is it better than Lost World? Um, I, I don't think it is. No, it's not. But there's, you know, you can't, you know, there's, this, things, this, there's things on this list which you can't, you know. No, I know. But I think, I think they're quite similar in a way in Spielberg's canon, yeah. Lost World and War of the World. They both feel like attempts to really go for the mainstream, like... Yeah. Not not create his own mainstream, but but follow somebody else's mainstream yeah, yeah. idea of Hollywood. Yeah. See what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah so maybe I actually just better. around Lost well, World. Well, I think I'd put it above Andromeda Strain. Yeah. What about twenty twenty one? So that's like just just below Lost World, but Battery's not included. No, it's not better than Battery. Oh, I've, I was thinking now because Battery's not included. I think it's too low. Um, Pacific Rim, District Nine. Twenty two. I'd take twenty two. Twenty two. So above Pacific yeah. Rim, below Batch yeah. included. I'm alright with that, Alex. Mm. Yeah, okay. Well do you think Pacific Rim's better? You do. I think Pacific it. Rim's better, but you know, I know no one else does. It's just hugely stupid Pacific Rim. Right. <laughs> well the world wasn't exactly uh deeply intelligent, was it? But never mind. But talking of clever films, we've got one more to look at and that's AI. We'll be back in a second. again by Steven Spielberg and again with a screenplay by Steven Spielberg from a story by Ian Watson based on the short story Super Toys Last All Summer Long by Brian Aldiss. Mm. 
Um, also developed extensively by Stanley Kubrick. So a lot of people yeah. <laughs> had their awe in this one. Yeah. Um, right, I'll start this time. Yeah. So I've never seen this all the, way before, all the way through before. I'd seen the ending and didn't like it. And on viewing it again, I think the ending, um, people who don't know, basically, the film ends 2,000 years in the future after Hayley, um, the child, David's been frozen in ice and he's like brought out by aliens. I think all of that is terrible, absolutely mm. awful, and ruined what for me was a top five, maybe top three film before that, because everything before it I thought was spectacular. Um, actually, not everything, but I'll come to that. The main main gist of it anyway, I think the realisation of the world is, is brilliant. It's a lovely sort of near future thing, which obviously now is, looks quite old-fashioned to us, but is like so coherent that you don't care. You know, the, yes. the cars look ridiculous. It just, it works so well. Mm. And you can tell it's been in pre-production for, you know, 10 years or whatever, because it's so coherent. Um, I think that Jude Law's character of Gigolo Joe, and also even David, are both acted just so well, mm. like, mm. absolutely brilliantly. And they're two characters that normally, a child and an annoying robot, are two things that I would normally absolutely hate. <laughs> Yeah, but but they're played so well. Like Jude Law, who you know, channeling Fred Astaire through his foot movements and all that sort of stuff is, it, it, you just can't take your eyes off him. He, he plays it so well, and I think mm. a lot of that's down to direction as well. Like they don't don't linger on him too much when you don't need to, and everything's quite crisp and to the point. Mm. And yeah, the middle of the film, the whole like like Wizard of Oz journey they go on, and you know, it was like magical in a way that mm. films haven't been to me for quite some time. Start of the film, less excited about, mainly because the actress who plays David's mother I thought was awful, couldn't carry it at all. No. Um, but I like the concept of it. But yeah, overall, until the last half hour, I was completely on board, and then I've never like turned so hard on a film so fast as first the narration, as they explain that he's frozen for 2,000 years, and then the fact that it's been narrated by some stupid alien who is who's got this ridiculous conceit, because basically, I'll stop talking in a second, sorry, but I feel quite passionate about this. Obviously, they're trying to create a conceit that makes a fairy tale science, aren't they? The idea that, that his yeah. mum can come back to life for one yeah. day, and uh, then she uh, dies. Okay, well. But all of that as a conceit of like, well, we've got this like um, science, we can kind of do it, and we've got to do the brain waves, all this sort of stuff, coming from a, a lock of hair, maybe some sort of DNA, oh, we've got a lock of hair, all these jumping through hoops... To give a science reason to a fairy tale ending just left me completely cold. I'll stop talking now, okay. Alex. Well, all okay, but can I just can I say something that might change your mind? Go on then. I can't claim this is my reading of this. I read this somewhere. Yeah. One reading of the ending is so. Number one, then that they're not aliens. They are robots. They're the they're the complete evolution of robots. That Gigolo yeah. Joe says that you know we'll be the only things left. Mm. Right. Yeah. Mm. And also. That that whole ending, that whole perfect day, that isn't happening. That's all a kind of you know like holodeck simulation in, the in David's mind. Yeah, yeah, to give him basically to give him what he wants before they turn him off, mm. and it's oh, I, I it's not that. real. Yeah. So, but yeah. then doesn't that just then it's not then it's not the stupidity of the science and all that. If you what then yeah, it doesn't matter, does no, it? It does matter because why? Why give them this send off? Why do they care? Like why? Who? The 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 future aliens. Well, but a robot isn't going to be convinced by it's going. Gone oh, to we're the just going to give you a magical the day. The film's called Artificial Intelligence, and it's gone to the point where we're not even thinking about like the differences between intelligences now. It's like, as you said, mm. like in if we meet aliens now, the likelihood is that there will be what we would call artificial. They wouldn't yeah. be biological. Mm. So, you know, yeah. like 90% of movies are like less real, less realistic than having them be like um, some sort of derivative of a computerized intelligence. Mm. So, it's not, it's not a case of realism, though. That's not why I don't like it. I but I like really how, I, for the reasons you said, you don't like uh, an explanation of a fairy tale ending. I think it's really fucking clever and really cool. Mm. Yeah, no, I I was completely fine with the ending. I think, really? it, yeah, I think it, it just worked. felt so contrived. But what? How else are you going to end that film? I mean, you end it with him sat in that thing at the bottom of the sea, going, "What was he saying over again? Um, please make me real." Oh, but God, that's not like, the end of the was, story. And you just, oh, you just that's fade not out end of the story. It was though, hard it? enough <laughs> because it it if if anything, 
if anything, it fails because they've putting on these massive extra ideas on the end, which mm. kind of tips. It's not balanced the film because mm. of it. So you're getting yeah. big ideas like, um, you know, for instance, a human life is we, you know, our, our brain waves and our software doesn't work on sort of the, the times and distances of what the universe is. We mm. only sort of operate on a, sort of a you know a, a medieval system you know we we understand like seasons to grow crops we don't understand thousands of years and you know our our mm. brains will mm. never really reach that yeah so there's all these massive ideas put on the end and in some ways it didn't work because of the it misbalances the film yeah because it's like oh and there's all these super massive things yeah, you need to totally. think about on the yeah. end now that's the only that, yeah. that's why i think it might sort of fail but actually for me i'm like yeah thank you thank yeah. you for okay. making me feel about uh, think about that <laughs> um just to your point alex about what would be the you just said well one of you said well wind it there and under the sea yeah my thought for that is because the idea that we create an AI that's advanced enough to love, mm. and yet the end game of that is that he ends up trapped for eternity under the sea, staring at a blue a, a fairground ride, is the sort of that's man's folly. That like everything's yeah. gone wrong, and the the end result is yes, he does love, but he loves to the point that he can't understand mm. anything else, and he's just staring at a blue alien. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean it, that's definitely on their mind because you wouldn't yeah. have that anyway, would you? No, I, mean, I guess. There, so. I guess again. So for the third time. <laughs> Yeah. Um, being a dad, I've, I mean, I watched this film when it came out, you know, all, all around that time, and I didn't think much of it. I don't really remember much about it. I remember thinking it was really long. And yeah, I thought, I remember thinking, oh, the end's really naff. Watching it this time, this film fucking slayed me. Like, I, mm. it took two days for me to get over this film. Oh, it wow. upset me so much. Mm. And yeah. I don't think I could have handled the ending being him <laughs> just staring. Because that scene alone upset me so much. Just the. I agree with you totally. To me, the message of it is it's the responsibility we have not only in creating this artificial intelligence, but even just in creating life. It's the responsibility we have. If you create life, you need to be there for that life. And that's why the mum is such a bitch and the, you know, and the the brother and all, you know, how horrible he is. To me, it just upset me so much. But so I needed that pappy ending because I just needed something to cling on to, to, to feel a bit like he was happy because I just it upset me so much uh, so that's yeah. why I needed that ending as an emotional <laughs> thing I guess but yeah I thought it was amazing I it yeah it really blew me away I think it um you know like like Chris said it deals with really heavyweight stuff but it's not boring I think it I thought the blend of the fairy tale and the real just worked really really well my only criticism is of all these three films this looked the most fake to me mm. um you know, like especially I watched this and then Close Encounters, and just the the realness in Close Encounters of the, the you know outdoors and stuff. I think a lot yeah. of this was done on sets or like on, um, and I I kind of almost could see the sets a bit, hmm. and that yeah. disconnected me a bit. I thought the effects were amazing. I thought all the effects and everything worked really well, and the flesh fair worked well because that obviously is a big set. But just in some of the smaller bits, I felt a bit like it it looked a bit too small for me. Maybe it needs a really nice you know 4k you know like being cleaned up or something or someone tweaking it a bit i don't know yeah i, I agree with that and i think the city i love the look of the city but yeah i think you're right that they're basically running around like a sort of a 30 square foot bit aren't mm. they mm. and of this massive city that's meant to be huge and all this sort of stuff and yeah it does but it's so like visually arresting mm. yeah you know there's so much going on isn't there in those shots that yeah i was kind of just like taking it all in really yeah mm. and i think the fact that it is spielberg and kubrick and, and there's a lot of stuff written about like what is what's Kubrick and what's Spielberg and like how people have misinterpreted that all the light stuff is is Spielberg and the dark stuff is Kubrick and in fact a lot of it's the other way around that Kubrick stuff was the lighter things and mm, Spielberg yeah. went a bit darker but the fact is I think that where like you say with all of the worlds where it went wrong um, I think here because he had this blueprint to work from it's like 650 drawings a script and a story that Kubrick handed over to him. I think because he yeah. had this blueprint, he could, he had a he had a model to work around, and it and it, it led him to be more creative, and it limited him at a point where he probably didn't have limits. Hmm. You know, at this point in his career, he probably needed that framework to then yeah. create something more. You know, so um, yeah, no, I thought it was amazing, outstanding. 
Um, without wanting to go too deep, what do I have? You got any thoughts about the whole like um, imagery of like halos in the sun and the moon in the film? There was a lot. Pick up on that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see it. Like, yeah, but because I was kind of obviously they kept like framing David with the you know the halo behind Mm. him and the sun behind him, and then when the the flesh fair turned, they they were flying a moon around. Yeah, um, which reminded me an awful lot of the moon in ET. Yeah, I don't know if that's intentional. That like that sort of um, twisting of the other that the moon is now tethered to a to a balloon you know like the moon mm. that was so exciting and free is now like part of this man-made construct that is tethered to the ground and is against the sun in yeah. a way I yeah. thought it going a bit too into it now. but that's the good thing about this film it made me think about it on all these different levels I kept mm. thinking after it was like well does the sun mean this does the moon mean that and things like that yeah. there's a lot going on isn't there basically yeah. and the fact that, that we all three of us have come out of it with different like radically different takeaways to the ending you know mm. yeah. is to its credit I also think the ending's credit, kind it? of because the film is kind, of, it shows, even though it's a slightly futuristic world and there's things we don't have, people have still got like the same, um, like they, they, there is a difference between artificial intelligence and human intelligence, and we, you know, and it's still people, are, robots are still mistreated, and you know, they're they, mm. but it ends with there's no difference because by the end of it. All of, all of human yeah. intelligence has been digitized, and you know there's yeah. no there's actually no difference. And yeah, it it kind of it's showing it, it it's showing something big which they didn't need to show as well, which could so. exactly that's a I think that's a really like interesting to show. But I agree, it's bolted on, and I think it just doesn't mesh with me mm. with that idea of this other big idea of creating, yeah. as Alex said, life and love, mm. and then abandoning that love. Yeah, that for me doesn't do you think, meet the coda of that alien business. Yeah. Do you think maybe it would have been better as two films and two parts? Um, perhaps. I just think it should be a different film. This idea about that there's aliens in the future shouldn't be part of this film for me. It doesn't add anything but at it's all. Not, it just detracts. I don't from think it. they. Are, I, I think it is. It's the last. It's the full stop on we're seeing the progression of intelligence. It, yeah, no, I get it's that. not I don't even an alien aliens. thing, really. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. No, no, I, I get I know. I understand what you mean with that. Yeah. But, I mean, that whole just bit with, okay, future AI yeah. us merged, I just don't think it adds. It just detracts from me, but that's mm. just me. Hmm. But other than that, yeah, fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, all very positive there, which I yeah. wasn't expecting. I thought that would be the one we'd like least, really. But um, do you want do you, my trivia from this? Is in order to yeah. keep the film's PG thirteen rating, a building resembling a penis was digitally removed from the Rogue City <laughs> set. <laughs> there is um, there's a building that's got a woman on it naked, hasn't it? Yeah, I think. yeah, with the, yeah. There's a boob. Yeah, there's a kind of breast. Yeah, but a, oh, but a giant a penis building. That would that that I obviously suppose, was yeah. too far. <laughs> Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. Was that right, Kubrick's let's idea? Rate... Probably. Mm. <laughs> yeah, probably. Seen eyes wide shut. Well, that was probably his idea. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> right, should we rate this then? Um I think this is number six. Mm. Above the fly and below Starship Troopers. I think without the ending, it would have been number two. Oh. But I think number six. <sighs> Chris. Yes. I would put it at number uh, eight. So that's above invasion. Mm. Body snatchers below predator two. Alex, um, I th- uh, it's difficult it's really because hard. it's a thoughtful it, one, isn't it? And not really a yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Mm, it's just very hard. I do think. It, I mean, it definitely did get its top ten, um, but it's just hard, isn't it? Because it isn't a perfect film, but it's, it's free. Yeah. So what? So what? So you're saying six? What yeah. have we got in between those two? Those between Fly your and score Fly and Chris? Fly and Predator yeah. Two, I believe. Between oh, I love Predator Two so much, but it's not. I mean, Predator Two doesn't say anything really, does it? But but Predator Two is about? a great, and there's nothing wrong with Predator Gary Two. Gary Boosie says some things. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna cyber Chris here because Predator Two is just it just oh, I'm finding it's really hard. Why I don't think I don't think I don't think either of these answers are wrong. 
No. Um, I think the thing about AI is because I, I think our uh, interpretation of it this time around watching it is quite fresh to all of us, isn't it? I think mm. the things we thought we thought about it, we don't think anymore. Mm. So yeah. that's why it's hard to rank it in a way. Yeah, yeah, I really didn't gel with it when I was a kid at all. No, 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 not yeah, at all. Is. No, 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 not at all. No, you is don't want to be patronising. You obviously have to have lived a bit to have kind of even get anything from it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I don't know. So, what's in the middle of your two scores then? The Fly and Predator Two. So, is it better than The Fly and Predator? 2? I love Predator Two so much. Now I'm going to go with Chris. I, it's, I love Predator Two so much. No, I'm not. Sorry. I'm going to go with you because <laughs> no, uh, because I know well, at some point. No, we're I mean do I don't disagree with that. Predator's it, they're intellectually, than Predator it's intellectually. I mean, both of them are quite yeah. basic story ideas, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the, the, the reason I put it where it is because above that, Starship Troopers and that film obviously has meant a lot more for me over a lot longer time mm. and has also got deep meaning going on and I think is a better overall yeah, film. Yeah, and it works. That Starship Troopers works perfectly. There's nothing wrong with Starship Troopers still. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, I'm with you, Sam. Okay. Yes. Okay, cool. Because really, AI joins that top five, Aliens, Robocop, Grace and Shell, Thing, Starship Troopers. They've all got more than just a good film going yeah. on. There's more going on and I think AI yeah. also... Yeah. It hangs with that crew, I think. Cool. Ooh. So... An epic ranking there. It was. Our third wow. film in. So, this Spielberg week concludes with two new entries into top ten. At number six, AI. At number ten, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And then all the way down at 23, War of the Worlds. Um, a surprising week, but a good mm. week, I think. Yeah, really good. Do we... So, before we go... Yeah! It was Chris's birthday, which means Woo-hoo. that he gets to add a film that we will re-watch and re-rank uh, sometime next year, post-Alex's birthday. So, Chris, birthday boy, happy birthday. What film are you going to choose for a re-ranking? Uh, Ghost in the Shell. Oh! <laughs> so it's Animation Week all over again at the moment. <laughs> so all I need to do is pick... Um, all I need to do is pick um, Scanner Darkly, and we're back oh, where God. we start. <laughs> Don't worry, I, that is exactly where it should be. I will not be picking that film. Okay. Wow. I'm just really looking to watch Ghost. Looking forward to watching Ghost in the Shell again. So. The interesting thing about what Chris has done is we have all now seen the Hollywood remake of Ghost in the Shell. So yeah, yeah, that is a bit of an. It does bring something to mm. to rewatching it at least. Well, so, I now yeah, understand what it's about. So <laughs> 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 <that> might go up. <laughs> it might go up. Yeah. I understand what it's about. Yeah, I know the story and it's shit. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So for the birthday podcast. Okay, cool. So two of the three there. Just got Alex. When's your birthday? April, is it? April the 2nd, yeah. April the 2nd, so a while to wait. Sorry. Cool. Right, for now, um, it's the end. Join us next week for the preview show uh, when we're celebrating the return of another sci-fi classic. It's the season for them, isn't it, really? Uh, Blade Runner's coming back. But first of all, Star Trek has just returned to our screens with Star Trek Discovery. Uh, We'll be discussing that and three films that came from TV series next week on the previous show. Should be a good one. And Chris is hosting for his birthday. Mm. I'm going to run a, yeah. a very tight uh, ship. We're going to get it. Yeah. Okay. We're going to be in and, and out, quiz on. literally. Yeah. In and out, yeah. right, okay. okay. Um, so before that, uh, rate us on iTunes. The key thing to say, should say at the start of the show as well, rate us on iTunes. I'm told the number one way to get more people listening to this is to rate us on iTunes. Mm. You don't need to leave a review. You can just go on there and kick, click five stars. Um, Obviously. If you want to, Obviously, five stars. Nothing else interested in that. No. If you want to leave a review, go for it. If you just want to say what your favourite science fiction film is, put that in, or just put nothing in. Just give it five stars. Rate on iTunes uh, and all the rest of it as well. But that's the key thing. So I'll leave that thought with you, and let's let's get on to the next show. Oh no, that's behind the scenes. Sorry. Uh, let's wait <laughs> to next week and do the next show. Cool. Anything else to add? No. See you next uh, week. See you next week. <laughs> I think someone's in a rush to leave. Uh, <laughs> good night. Bye. Bye.